It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a weekly look at life in the city hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week, we meet a man on a mission to broaden your horizons. We're a digital shop window, really, we'd call ourselves for all the fun and exciting stuff going on in Hampshire. And a very, very very exciting music event comes to the common. They're songs that everyone knows and they're certainly some of the biggest of, of, of the last few years, but in a way they've probably not heard before. I should point out, I've got a cold, but it is only a cold, right? <laughs> you have to say that, don't you? Everybody these days has to say, it's only a cold, don't worry. I've done an LFT, the sore throat I had yesterday has passed. I'm all right. But the rules now, I think you've only got to stay in for three days. And if you've got to go out, then you can go out, right? And I do this thing that has made you very amused. When I know I'm going to (laughs) sneeze, I sneeze into my T-shirt or my jumper or whatever. Right. Have you never seen anyone do that before? No, I've not. See, for me, the sensible thing to do if you want to trap what's about to come flying out of your mouth at under a mile an hour is to do it inside your clothes because then it's not going to go out into the air. I get it, but it just seems very strange. It just looks weird that you're staring down at your navel. <laughs> does it not show that I am so ultra considerate for your health and well-being? Yes, something I'm just like that. Sneeze at my belly button. And the first thing you say to me is, "I've got a cold. It's just a cold." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the year 2022. Isn't it? The So So Show. It's been a very, very ultra, ultra, ultra busy week this week. First of all, i got to talk about the Southampton Marathon. It is, I reckon, one of the best days of the year for the city. It just showcases it brilliantly. And on Sunday, when the marathon, the half marathon, the 10K and the 5K were taking place, the sun was out and it was absolutely stunning. However, I've got to tell you, Simon, it was very windy on the Itching Bridge. I bet it was. And that's all right, as long as the wind's behind you. But it wasn't. It was in front of us. Because you have to go across Itchen Bridge to Wollstone, and then you do a little loop, and then you come back over again. At least you're only running into it on one part of the journey, though. (laughs) Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? But because of the water... I reckon that wind just swirls around and just gets in your face, whatever. I mean, I know when I go cycling in the New Forest sometimes, it's almost like the wind changes direction while while you're out at leap. (laughs) It seems to be whichever way you go, the wind is always in your face. Yes, it's just against you, right? But I swear, that day with all of those runners, I think there were 8,000 runners. There must have been 10,000 supporters out there as well. Itchin Bridge is just brilliant. So they've got a cheerleading crew. Uh, There was communicare there. Loads of people on the bridge at the start and the finish. I'd positioned my little and her little mate, Josh, just over the brow of the bridge. And they were supporting for two and a half hours. They were giving runners high fives. They're (laughs) shouting, beat the bridge, beat the bridge. They're shouting, it's just a bridge, get over it. And I'm like, this is great. I put up a little video of them supporting on Instagram and somebody said, oh, they were amazing. Because then they go across the road and you'd see them again (laughs) on the way back. So, yeah, fantastic. It was an absolutely brilliant day. There is one thing that I need to tell Chris Reese, 
the organiser of the Southampton ABP Marathon. And that is, we need to do a video, an instruction video that needs to be made. And it is how to open the water pouch. (laughs) So you used to go past a water station and grab a bottle and you knew how to do that. These little pouches now of water... You have to rip the top off as like a little... um, It's like it's got a leak, really. The amount of runners that were running all the way around Wollstone, still not knowing how to get their water. (laughs) We're going to do the video next year for that. Better instructions on the water pouches (laughs) are needed. Well, it's funny you mentioned Chris Reese because he has dropped us a message for the people of Southampton to show his thanks and appreciation for all of the support that the marathon received this year. Just wanted to say a massive thanks to all the runners, the volunteers, the residents and everybody who came out in the city to make Sunday such a fantastic success for all the runners and everyone who took part. It was a huge day and the third time that Zoe's done it, so well done Zoe. All of that training and hard work all paid off, so well done, I hope you enjoyed it all. Um, it was a fantastic weekend, it was a huge amount of support from all the volunteers and the residents on the route. We had loads of fantastic feedback from the runners about how great it was going around our beautiful city, seeing across the bridges, going through the stadium, going through the parks and the common as well. It was just it was a fantastic day, the sun truly shone and it was an amazing experience to be back on it. But well done, and we look forward to seeing you all the next event, which would be Sunday the 23rd of April, 2023. You were running for Alfie's Wish, weren't you? Yes, which is an amazing charity. It's just set up. In fact, this was their first event. They support families of children with cancer and give them amazing experiences or just help them out in some way. Uh, Their first event, they had 75 runners, um, of which I was one. I was very pleased. And thank you so much to um, you for donating as well, because um, you brilliant listeners, um, you... Uh, helped me to raise £400 in just that really short space of time. And I'm so pleased to say that Alfie's Wish, on their first event, raised £23,000. What a fantastic start. Isn't it? Like, what a base to work from. And Alfie's mum and Alfie's dad ran it as well. And I'm just so pleased for them. Really, really over the moon. The day before the marathon, everything's sort of gearing up. Guildhall Square was just alive. The start line was up. Everything was ready to go, right? And they put out this um, sort of Instagram-friendly, you know, those massive deck chairs that you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put one of those up in Guildhall Square. And I said, oh, let's have a photo in the deck chair. ABP Southampton Marathon. So I get in the deck chair. The deck chair was really deep. I couldn't get out of it. I've seen the video. You saw the 10-second video. I honestly have an extended version that goes on for 45 seconds where my stomach muscles didn't work in the first place. They certainly didn't work after all that giggling. And my daughter sitting beside me, able to just get straight out of this deck chair, going, oh, what is she doing now? Can't take her anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Next, we're going to introduce you to a man on a mission to help people broaden their horizons and try new experiences. It's Roger from Experience Hampshire. We're a digital shop window, really, we'd call ourselves for all the fun and exciting stuff going on in Hampshire. So whether it's sourdough bread making courses, wild swimming around the needles, uh, sailing on the Solent or walking alpacas, we have it all. There is quite an array there. These things all sound quite frightening as well. Uh, yeah. 
yeah I, I guess not everything is for everybody so not everybody would want to wild swim around the needles but uh, conversely not everybody might want to stroke and take an alpaca for a walk but <laughs> I think we've got about 180 experiences at the moment so we've got something for everybody so what do you have around the sort of Southampton area, Southampton, Winchester area? Right, so we've got lots of stuff out on the Solent, so out on boats or swimming or paddle boarding. That's always amazed me, right? I know a lot of people that live in Southampton besides the sea and don't go out on boats. Do you find this? I think you're right. There are people who don't go out in boats and maybe they've not had that opportunity. I guess you probably come from a boating family or not and uh, if <laughs> If it's not, then you just shy away from boats. But there's a lot of fun to be had on a paddleboard. You don't. You can go out for an hour or two you, as long as you can swim. I guess you don't even need to swim because you're wearing a life jacket. But it's a, a fun way to literally to dip your toe in the water. And what else is going on around this area? Well, we've got everything from visits to vineyards. So lots of vineyards in Hampshire, very famous now for its vineyards. We've got opportunities to make your own ice cream in Winchester so you go in and, and spend a couple of hours go home with your own ice cream flavour we've got chances to go and work in kitchens with chefs in proper restaurants we've got a, a TV chef who's based just outside Winchester who runs uh, two hour courses and you go and learn to cook with him as I said we've got gin tasting we've got learning to sew lessons lots of arts and crafts so a, a, a massive range of stuff and what's your favorite well i have to admit to being a bit of a cyclist so i think some of our cycling tours we've got uh, around the new forest there's a great guy steve who will take you out for two or four hours on a mountain bike around the new forest exploring so yeah probably that and what's the most popular i mean i know you've said about the alpacas because the alpacas going for a walk there's a lot of people that enjoy that it has been a popular experience uh, we've got some afternoon teas which are great uh in 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 fancy places uh, the ice cream making experience i mentioned has been very popular as has the falconry experience so you go out with a guy called carsten and he literally takes you out for a walk in the woods with a couple of his hawks and they fly so you you basically take them out on a on a glove and then they fly off into the trees and come back to you that's quite cool that's awesome and anything exciting coming what are you most excited about well i think we're we're loading new experiences all the time so even as a hampshire lad i think i know hampshire quite well but in our research we're discovering people doing more fancy interesting things all the time so yeah watch this space on the website we've got new stuff coming all the time that's roger from experience hampshire which sounds like the one place you need to go if you want to try something new and we did. We went to somewhere completely different and tried something completely new. We went and walked some alpacas. And how were the alpacas to walk? The alpacas were really super, super cute, you know. We went to Pennybridge Farm, which is where they have these alpacas, and we found out that they were from the camel family. I thought they were sheep family. Okay. Because they get sheared and all that stuff. Yeah. But we took a nine-month-old baby alpaca for a walk, this beautiful brown alpaca was put on a lead and you take them for like two laps of the farm. Lois 
could not have been any more in her element. Well, it's been quite the week for you in terms of, of animals, because not only with the alpaca walking, you had the dog show as well. <laughs> and she looked like she was living her best life judging a dog show. I mean, it was just the most amazing thing. So the Marlins are celebrating going dog friendly. So they set up a dog show. And to be completely honest, I thought, oh, I don't know how many going to be there. They had nine categories. In some of the categories, they had like 25 dogs. Wow. And I think what they did was a bit genius. They got my daughter down there to be a judge. So if there was any discrepancy about the judging, they could just blame a nine-year-old child. (laughs) (laughs) Completely diffuse the situation. Yes, yes. Like saying, you can't be angry that we didn't find your pug more attractive than the (laughs) cockapoo because it was a nine-year-old who judged it. And look, it gave me time to go shopping as well because I had to go and get away from the cloud of dog. Um... (laughs) because I'm allergic, and, and, and off I went shopping for an hour. It was a perfect day. In fact, my daughter said, I think that was probably my best day ever. <laughs> and there was a beautiful moment. So they did a fancy dress round, and there was a little, tiny little puppy called Rambo, and they dressed him up as Rambo. <laughs> oh, my goodness, it was amazing. Then they had best trick, and they had a dog go over and ring a bell. Like, what? That's amazing. Well, it sounds like an amazing event was had. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well done, the Marlins. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. And away from animals, you also... (laughs) ...hosted an event about technology. (laughs) I'm laughing because you're laughing so much. Honestly, I've never seen you laugh so much like a drain as when I told you I was hosting a technology expo. So how was the technology expo? How did you get on? Right, these guys are brilliant. TaylorMade Technologies, they're holding this Innovate Tech Expo. And they said, can you come along and just sort of knit all the bits together and just sort of lift it a little bit and, you know, sort of make it a bit real? I swear, the amount of acronyms they were coming out with, like... I had no idea what was going on. Um, Have you heard of SD1? Didn't he um, (laughs) once post um, You Are What You Eat? (laughs) Gox's brother, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) So how did you get on? I reckon I did all right, actually. But I did ask Darren Monday, um, who brought me in, to just give you, Simon, a little review of how I got on with technology. You were very good, you were brilliant, to be honest. It took, to be honest, it is a very dry subject and very complex, so it needed someone with your technical prowess, let's say, <laughs> that can bring it down to a level that everyone can understand and appreciate and enjoy, because otherwise, yeah, it's very dry and can be very long and windy. So, yeah, we thought you were brilliant today, thank you. Well done, you. Well, that was all right, wasn't it? You'd laugh, though, and I kept thinking of you because I had a piece of paper and a pen and I kept writing notes, and I was thinking... I shouldn't really be doing that at a tech thing. <laughs> and they're going to test you on all those acronyms later, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. VPL, LBD, that's the ones I'm okay with. The So So Show. Let's take Zoe to some territory that she is incredibly familiar with. As a former cheesy quaver, <laughs> when she heard about Summertime Live, she was beyond excited. It's a brand new event which is bringing I Beat the Vibes with a classical twist to the common in July. Jonathan Ware is the organiser of Summertime Live. Effectively, it is 
just the most amazing trip down dance music memory lane. Just the biggest tunes of the last 30 years, all with a, a 32-piece live orchestra, vocalists, DJs. There's a few of these shows around now, but... Um, you know, we're, we're kind of set on working with Classic Ibiza because we've, you know, we've seen a few and these really are the, you know, the, the best and the most fun, in our opinion. It's the most beautiful thing as well. There's something about live music. There's something about an orchestra that just it makes emotion bubble in you. Absolutely. And... The, the, the hairs on the back of the neck is, uh, is rife at these gigs. It really is. And that's exactly it. So, so to be there and have this orchestra playing and have somebody singing the most incredible vocals over the top of it while you're there in that community and everybody's jumping up and down and everybody can feel that bass it really is sort of a wonderful experience isn't it absolutely and especially after the you know the last couple of years of of kind of not being able to to do this kind of thing and not being able to be uh, you know amongst the kind of live music environment it's just so good to um to get back out there and and as you say it's um, just the impact of some of these songs i think you know they're they're songs that everyone knows and they're certainly some of the biggest of of, of the last few years but in a way they've probably not heard before and certainly won't have experienced in in this manner in a live um... right i always wonder about this okay so i'm a bit of an old cheesy quaver Right. We don't talk about my age, okay? But I know that those people that were there back in the day are now quite grey, right? (laughs) And I wonder how long this continues. You know up at Blackpool Tower, they have like an afternoon tea dance. Are we going to have afternoon raves? (laughs) It's it's certainly a good extension strategy. I've not thought of that before. uh, (laughs) Maybe this is a festival that needs to happen, right? (laughs) (laughs) A tea tea party sit-down affair. Very (laughs) civilised. A sit-down rave. Brilliant. We've nailed it. Next 30 years, we're sorted, Jonathan. Exactly that. But, I mean, to to your point, though, I mean... what we've always noticed, we, we do these events all over the country, and, and something we notice is that the, the sort of wide demographic of, of different ages that we see, um, everything from kind of 18-year-olds who are, you know, looking to, to kind of come to that kind of festival experience they're used to, but maybe with a, a different style to what they're used to, right the way through to, you know, much more mature generations. And, and as you say, people that kind of remember these songs from the early 90s and were in Ibiza and, and were in the clubbing scene then. You know, when we look at our... Um, after movies and our promo videos from our events, we really noticed that it is, it's prevalent. You know, there's so many different age groups yeah. kind of enjoying it. Um, and to be honest, I think that that just makes, you know, for, for all the better of an experience as well, because it kind of, you know, brings everyone, to, it sounds a bit cheesy, but it brings everyone together. And, and I, you know, it really is a case that, you know, again, not to be too cheesy, I think you're never too old to do this kind of thing. Um, you know, we've even, we've even seen people in their 60s and 70s coming to these shows. In fact, my, my parents, How did uh, you know, they who are, get who are in there? the 60s and 70s, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my parents are in their 60s and 70s and, you know, they come to most of our events and, and even, you know, they, they enjoy it. I think it's um, right back to what you, you said at the start there. It's, it's such a kind of unique experience that I think everyone can take something from it for sure. And why bring it to Southampton? There isn't a great deal that goes on on, on the common. You know, we have Race for Life. <laughs> we have Let's Rock. I think Let's mm. Rock is the next day. It's such a great space. We did have an event um, in Southampton with Classico Ibiza in 2019 um, in Hoglands Park. 
you know, great experience. It was really well received and, it, you know, the event sold out in, in, in record time. Obviously, in 2020 um, and 2021, it became very difficult to, to kind of arrange these things. So we had to have a couple of years off. But, Rule of um, six, just, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. The, um, the demand was there. You know, we had, a, we had an existing following from the 2019 event and, and you know, we were inundated with, with requests for kind of, you know, when a classic Ibiza coming back and, you know, when, when, when can you return Southampton and, so it just it was the obvious choice to, to come back and you know we've partnered with the the organizers of Let's Rock to to utilize that site the day before their event and so yeah it, it was an absolute no-brainer and um, you know it, it's already been really well received and, and ticket sales are kind of reflecting that. Jonathan Ware the organizer of Summertime Live which is coming to the Common in Southampton in July it's the day before Let's Rock. Oh yes it's gonna be so good I'm very much looking forward to it I've started planning my outfit everything yes. Um, some other things that are going on this is great news actually so Southampton Solent Kestrels so this is the basketball team that we had on a few weeks ago Um, they have won the national finals that's fantastic well done Kestrels right so they had to go up to Manchester to play and there they were and they absolutely smashed it so well done Kestrels I went to Paltons Park because it's Easter holidays it's sort of a rite of passage that you have to go and I just love it anyway. So myself, my daughter Lois and my brother and his children, we all went along to Paltons Park and we had the best time. But I realised that we've now got tactics. As we go in, we know exactly where we're going and at what time we'll start to move and where to miss the cues, right? When you first get in there, we go to Tornado Springs. We go straight on Storm Chaser and then anything else in Tornado Springs we want to go on, which is not the Cyclonator, I mean. (laughs) Then you make your way over to Lost Kingdom and you go on the Flight of the Pterosaur, which is the big yellow one, and on the purple one in uh, Lost Kingdom. Then you go round to the Cobra and the Edge and go on those. And then you make your way over to Peppa Pig World if you want to go on anything over there. So that's your strategy for how to make the most of your time at Holton's Park. <laughs> yes. Minimise the queuing. Yes, you've got to do that, right? So it sounds like you had a fantastic Easter at Holton's Park. Let's find out what else is happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. This is going to be so good. The Dragon Boat Race is going to be back. It's at Hythe Marina on the 11th of June, and this is for Abbey's Heroes. I saw so many runners for Abbey's Heroes in their purple T-shirts at the Southampton Marathon. Well done, you guys. Amazing, amazing work. Uh, Marwell have been given a Queen's Award. Have they now? Now, I think they're going to go to Buckingham Palace in July to receive the award. How do they choose which animals to take? Do they always pick the ones that are less likely to make a mess? <laughs> they just take a little box of ants. And, of course, Brickosaurs is still going on. Yeah. At Marwell Wildlife all the way through the summer, and it's brilliant. It's well worth seeing. This is an interesting one, something completely different. 
Bat Detectives is at Lakeside Country Park and Itchin Valley Country Park, 6th and the 14th of May. A Mental Health Awareness Week at Itchin Valley. This is the week commencing the 10th of May. They are holding some yoga classes, conservation walks, walk and talk. There's all sorts going on. So check out the website or their socials or whatever to find out the details. So whether it's wildlife or well-being, there is something coming up to interest you thanks for listening and don't forget to follow us on your socials if you're not already doing so make sure the notifications are engaged because there is almost always something good to win at some point or a video of zoe trying to get out of the giant <laughs> chair and that might come along in your day at exactly the point you need to see <laughs> have a great week zoe and you simon and thank you for listening You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.